It's been a great year, 2017, and it's coming to an end, isn't it? We are counting days now. As a matter of fact, we have only two more Sundays. Uh, the coming one, 25th, and then the last one will be 31st. And from there, we'll move uh, or we'll be ushered into the new year, 2018. But before we, we, we get to, to 2018, as I said, we do have uh, people in our midst. We have those that can look back to 2017 and celebrate with a lot of joy. And majority of us would be able to celebrate. However, even those of us that would celebrate, we still have some setback. We have setbacks. We have what we have encountered. We thin the air that when we look back, we say, God, I wouldn't want to go through that experience again. Those are some of the people that I want to speak to today. And why do I want to speak to them? Because I want to encourage you and to show you and remind you that despite what you've gone through, the best is yet to come. Praise the Lord. That the best is yet to come. And to be able to walk with you and help you to understand that the best is yet to come. I would like to go to the story in the Bible of one lady called Naomi. And that is found in the book of Ruth. The book of Ruth is in the Old Testament. You remember that? After Judges. So please, don't start looking at near Isaiah and uh, Acts of the Apostles. And some of you are wondering, is there a book like that? Yes, there's a book called Ruth in the Bible. I want us to look at this uh, story. It's a fantastic one. It is not possible for us to go through the entire book. But I would recommend that if you have never read this book, or even if you have, kindly take some time and read it through. It's only four chapters. It's worthy reading. You will be blessed. I'll tell you why you will be blessed. Let me read a few scriptures so that then I, I'll pick through um, this, the, the book and just mention a few things. It is said in the, in the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. So a man from Bethlehem in Judah, together with his wife and two sons, went to live for a while in the country of Moab. In other words, they were escaping famine. The man's name was Eli Mereki. His wife's name was Naomi. 
And the names of his two sons were Mahlon and Curion. They were Ephrathites from Bethlehem, Judah. And they went to Moab and lived there. Now, Elmerek, Naomi's husband, died and she was left with two sons. They married Moabite women. They married Moabite women. One named Olpa and the other Ruth. After they had lived there about ten years, both Mahron and Kirion also died and Naomi was left without her two sons and her husband. Naomi has moved from Bethlehem to go to Moab because there was famine in Bethlehem or in Judah. And being a mother, not a, yeah, and a wife, she must have looked at her resources and realized there is no hope for me, in Bethlehem. And as a wise woman, together with her husband, she takes her two sons, little kids, to uh, Moab. And in Moab, we are told, unfortunately, her husband, Elmerick, dies. That's a setback. Remember the first setback? Was a famine at her home in Bethlehem. And she had to move out of her location, comfort, to go and look for help elsewhere. Very hopeful that things will work for her. But she gets there and she gets food because she had gone there because there was no food in Moab, in, uh, in, in, in Bethlehem. She gets food because she stays. That's why we're not told that she got food, but it's obvious that she was running away for, because there was famine. She gets to this place, Moab, and she settles. She is settling because there is what she was looking for. And you would think that now her problems are over. She's supposed to be celebrating. Her relatives in Bethlehem, some are dying of famine. For her, she was wise enough to escape and she managed to get there. She never lost any of her sons or her husband on the way to Moab. But there she is. Tragedy, setback, comes away. She loses her husband. She's in a foreign land. Put yourself in Naomi's shoe. You are a foreigner. You've lost a husband. It must have been tragedy. A tragedy for her. And difficult at times. But by God's grace, she is able to go through it. I assume she bought a grave. Or she borrowed a grave 
for her husband to be buried in Moab. Because he was not a Moabite. So for him to be buried, she must have borrowed to talk to the locals to allow her to bury her husband. And she buries her husband. But God is gracious. Her two sons marries. Ruth and Orpah. So Mahron and Kilion are now married. Naomi has hope. The Lord has remembered her. Good news for every mother. When the sons marry or the daughters marry, even if the husband has gone, that brings hope. She got some hope. But you would think that that is now a time of, for Naomi to settle and wait for sons and daughters to be born or grandchildren to be born for her. But nothing happens. Instead, ten years later, after marriage, these two guys have married and they've stayed for ten years. Some Bible scholars try to figure out, could this Young men have been twins. Because it looks like they married at the same time. They must have married the same year. Because ten years later, both of them loses their wives. No, both of them loses. Both of them dies. And they leave their wives. Now we have three widows, isn't it? Naomi's problems are not solved. Instead, they are now compounded. She's in a foreign land. She has lost, she lost her husband. She has lost her two sons. She's left with two widows to take care of. What a setback. Life is not easy. It has some setbacks. And I want to quote a statement by I think it's P.P. Joyner or somebody else. John Piper, sorry. The life of the glory is not, or the life of the glory is not a straight line. Okay, let me the life of the Godry is not a straight line to glory. But the Lord or God sees that they get there. Amen? And that's our consolation. Yes, it is true. The life to glory. It's not a straight line. It has ups and downs. For Naomi, it was losing, it was first of all 
Famine. She had no food. Followed by losing her husband. The only breadwinner. Left with two sons. And scholars again argue and say, for them to have died at the same time, and not through an accident, it means they may have been born with conditions. In other words, they, were, they had medical challenges. So Naomi may have lived all her life nursing these two sons. Fortunately, they grow up and they reach an age where they can marry. And she has hope, at least, even if they are to die, now they have married, they may leave children for me. Again, that, that doesn't happen. But she loses them. They die. And she is left alone. There may be some Naomi's in this house today. You've gone through some setback in life. When the last are celebrating, you have nothing to celebrate. Or even if you have, because no one should have nothing to celebrate. And I'll tell you why. Remember I always say, Baba Mwai, when you wake up in the morning and you remove the curtain and you see the light, that's a reason to celebrate. And then you breathe and you discover the oxygen is still flowing and there is no bill. I've always said, even if things are so bad on your side, please, just thank God for oxygen. Because if you are to pay for it, Remember we did some mathematics some times back and we realized if you allowed 30, 35 there, you'll have spent a couple of billions in terms of shillings if we are to go by the Nairobi hospitals late of 6,000 shillings then per hour. You can do your calculation. If you are 60 years, you know how many years you, you have lived and how many hours. If you are 50, how many hours? If you are 20 or whatever, then please write that somewhere and say, Lord, this is what I owe you if I were to pay for oxygen. But I worship you that you are not charging me. Amen? So, even if you have gone through some setbacks. You've experienced difficult times. You've not walked through a straight line. And it is not possible, as John Piper would say, that no one who travels to glory walks through a straight line. You'll have to go through some detours. You have to go through some valleys. You've got to go through some disappointments. There will be losses on the way. And sometimes losing lives on the way. And some of us seated here, it's possible you have lost life. Somebody very close to your life. Maybe a spouse, a child, a relative. You've lost money. You've been conned. You've been cheated. 
Some people have refused to pay you and you gave them money with a hope they will return. Some of you even went and borrowed money to help somebody. But they refused to pay and you are paying a loan. That is a setback. Naomi went through this. It was a terrible time for her. But the good thing is, God did not leave her. God was with her. She may not have seen it that way. And you'll see it as you read through. You find her a bitter woman. You find her complaining. And some of us who are quick to judge, we may judge her very quickly. Why couldn't she believe God and trust God? How do you believe and trust God when you have gone through these kind of tragedies in life? How do you believe and trust God when you have lost your husband, the breadwinner? How do you believe God when you have lost two sons and you do not have anyone else and you are in a foreign land? Naomi had every reason to be bitter. And when she looked at life, there was nothing to celebrate. Setbacks, setbacks. But you know what? Even in this particular situation, there is still hope. And the best, even for Naomi, is yet to come. Because Naomi must celebrate. Naomi, as long as God is with her, and God is on her side, there will be a period of celebration. Naomi decides to go back home. Why? Because she hears of a good report. That's verse 6. When Naomi heard in Moab that the Lord hath come to the aid of his people, please note, that the Lord has come to the aid of his people, by providing food for them, she and her daughters-in-law prepared to return home from there. She has kept in touch. And though she is bitter, because she is beaten up, she has had a good report that the Lord has come to the aid of his people. Amen? The Lord will always come to the aid of his people. Setbacks will come, but they will not last forever. There is hope. Amen? Yes, you will go through pain. But there will be moments when the pain will be taken away. And you will be able to celebrate. And some of you have been to hospitals. With agonizing pain. And he says, so much and you are wondering, will I ever, will, am I going to survive this one? But graciously, the pain goes. And you recover. And today, you are seated here. Because God came to your aid. God came to aid his people. In Bethlehem. And Naomi heard. And she decided, I'm going to go home. 
I'm grateful to God. I'm grateful to Naomi. Because Naomi would have chosen to stay where she was. Resign herself to the situation she has found herself in and say, nothing can change this. Though my name was one time prison, today I am bitter. She even decided to change her name from Naomi to Mara. Don't have the time to read through. You can read. That's why I told you you need to read through. But Naomi has even changed her name. Because the name Naomi means what? It's pleasant. That's what the name Naomi means. I think. Am I correct? And she said, you cannot, I cannot be Naomi anymore. I am not the one. Look at my situation. That even, the Bible says, that even the people when they saw her, they asked, is this Naomi? Could this be Naomi? Because she was totally different. The way she left is not the way she's coming home. She came back beaten up, wounded, without a husband, without two sons, accompanied by one widow. Not, not widows, one left. There's one. We're going to, going to go back there. Her setbacks are not through yet. Before she gets there, where she's telling people, don't call me Naomi. She has a conversation with the two women. Or the two widows. Orpah and Ruth. Who want to accompany her to Bethlehem. And she looks at them and tells them, Women, please go back to your people. I am going home. I have nothing to offer you. And they say, no, we are not going. She tells them, no. Why would you stay? If you stay, there is no hope. I have no son, no more sons that can marry you. And look at my age. Even if I was to get married and have sons, will you wait for them to grow? Because these were already grown-up women, isn't it? Someone that has been married for 10 years, even if she was married at 18, she is now 28. If she has to wait for her son to be born, to marry her, it means she will be 48 or 50 for her to be married by one who will be 20, 20 years. So Naomi tells them, please, do yourself a favor. Go back to your people and stay with your people. But adventure, you may find someone who will marry you. But allow me to go back to Bethlehem. The Lord's hand has been bitter against me. And one of them decides, I have had enough of setbacks. And misfortune in this family. Her name is Orpa. She takes, she gets to her mother-in-law and kisses her goodbye. And turns away. Now you might think that Naomi was happy. Even though she was telling them go. When she looked at her and 
saw her disappear. She felt the loss. That was the wife to Kilion. That was the end. No more, no, her memory of her son Kilion disappeared when Orpa went. That was a great setback again. I thank God for Ruth. I hope there's some Ruth in this house. Anybody whose name is Ruth? No Ruth. Not many people pick that name. <laughs> it is true. There are very few Ruth in the world. In the, in the world. Very few people pick the name. And of course there is enough reason. Hey, I don't want the misfortune. No, no. But if you, should, you should understand that Ruth lives later changed. And she became one of the most fortunate uh, women. But Ruth decides, no, I am not leaving you. And this is the portion where I say, even though the life is not a straight line, for the righteous, God will ensure that you make it to the destination. For this is what happens. Ruth refuses to go. And Naomi looks at her and says, your sister-in-law, that's verse 15, is going back to her people and her gods. Go back with her. Your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods. Go back with her. But Ruth replied, don't urge me in other words, please do not urge me, do not persuade me to leave you or to turn back from you. And I like that. Do not. Because she knew her mother-in-law has the capacity to urge her, to persuade her, to abandon her, to leave. But she tell her, please do not urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. This was her message. Where you go, I will. And where you stay, I will. Your people will be mine. And your God, my God. I like that. Determination for this one woman. Called Ruth. That's a very common text of scripture that is quoted by many. How many of you quoted that in your wedding, for your wedding cards? Just be honest. Your people shall be mine. I know you're not being honest. It's only, but I remember one who quoted that. That was Florence, my wife. She said, your people shall be my people. And your God shall be my God. And for sure, that happened. For she is still here with me, isn't it? Hallelujah. We bless the Lord. Thank you, Florence. Now, if you want to celebrate her, celebrate her. She's a good mother. Thank you, thank you. She has stayed. Thirty-three. We'll be there to three in March. We've done that too, so we'll be there to three years in March. That's not a short time. No, we can do better than that. Let's celebrate this lady. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. She's a, a type of a Ruth that will not be a will accept to be urged to stay. 
Now this is bringing hope to Naomi. And the story goes on. Naomi is consoled. But she is not going to walk home alone. She is going to walk home with someone. Although she is trying to urge her to go. She is just trying to put a, a brief. It is like, oh no. You have suffered so much. Young girl, please. Just leave me alone. I know I need, I need you, yes. But I can sacrifice. You also have suffered. And she was not sure what is going to happen in Bethlehem. She is going home with a foreigner. And you know the Jews were not easy with foreigners. She never, she didn't know whether this woman is going to be accepted. So she was just being kind. But God was more gracious to her. She needed a companion. It was important that for, for her to walk home, not alone, but with someone. And that's what happened. Verse 22 says, no, okay, verse 20, not 19, let's go to 19. So the two women went on until they came to Bethlehem. That is now Naomi and her daughter-in-law Ruth. When they arrived in Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred because of them. And the women exclaimed, can this be Naomi? Now, for sure, that was not a positive uh, question or statement. They, they are concerned. Who is this that has come into this town? And the whole city is, is, is in, a, in an uproar. They are looking at these two people that have come. One of them looks like Naomi. But they cannot be convinced it is Naomi. Because Naomi left young. Naomi left brilliant. Naomi left full with a husband and two sons. Naomi has come back frail, weak, dejected, hopeless, and a bitter woman. And they ask, can this be Naomi? Can this be Naomi? There's someone in this congregation that feels like Naomi. That your situation is so bad that even when people look at you, the kind of face they give you, the sympathy, when you look at their face, you can see their concern because of the way things are for you. What was expected of you is not what you have become. What you labored for for years and years or months is not fair. You worked so hard, had a great plan for 2017. Look for money and you invested. And you had a lot of hope. By the end of the year, I'll have some good return. But look at what has happened. Today, you have nothing to celebrate. You made a loss. Things didn't work for you. You expected a promotion, but instead of getting a promotion, you got a sack. You had planned to get married this year. 
But instead, things didn't work out. Those are the people that I want to talk to today. Before we close over to 2018, I have a good message for you. Yes, life has not been that good. The journey has not been on a straight line. You went through bumps. You could still be in a valley as we speak. But God. Tell your neighbor, but God. But God will see that you make it. It doesn't matter what happens on the way. You will make it. It doesn't matter what happens. You will make it. What did not happen for you in 2017 will happen for you in 2018. So do not give up. Prepare yourself to cross over the air. Not with bitterness and anger. But prepare yourself with hope. Why? Because for you, the best is yet to come. Amen? The best is yet to? The best is yet to come. There are better things ahead than we have left behind. That was C.S. Lewis who said that. That there are better things ahead where you are going than what you have left behind. Let's not look back. Let's not stay in one, this place, looking back. Let's not be like Orpah. Because she had a decision to make. Do I go to Bethlehem or do I go back and stay with my people and my gods? But because her eyes could not see ahead, she chose to go back and be with her people and her gods. Do you know that was the end of her story? Read the Bible. You will not hear her mentioned anywhere else. She went back to her people and her God. What happened to her, nobody knows. Her story was forgotten. Giving up is not a solution. Giving up is not? You cannot give up. Don't look at this, that situation and tell me, Pastor, you do not understand. Yes, I do not understand. I may not have been there. Because I may not have been left. I was not booted. Thank God. My first girlfriend accepted me. Praise God. But if that was not your case, something has happened in your life and someone left you. You lost a job. You lost business. You lost a position. Please. That's not the end of everything. There is God in heaven. And if we put our hope and trust in Him, things will change for the better. Praise the Lord. Please. Don't look back. Better things are ahead. Always remember that your present situation 
is not your final destination. Please. Where you are today is not where you are supposed to be tomorrow. People may be laughing at you today. Let me surprise you. The same people who are laughing at you today, they are the same people tomorrow who will be saluting you. It is possible. True, it is possible. When God is on your side, He will make a way for you. He will deal with your enemies. He will subdue them. They will submit. Not to you, but to Him. But when they submit to Him, He will force them to submit to you. That is why they will salute you. The same people who laughed at you, who looked at you down and looked at you and they said, He never made it. He lost it. I'm telling you there is hope. Do not lose hope. Amen? Naomi smiled. So Naomi returned from Moab accompanied by Ruth and the Moabite, her daughter-in-law, arriving in Bethlehem as the barley harvest was beginning. I want you to note that. Yes, she has gone through misfortunes. She doesn't want to be called Naomi. She said, call me Mara, because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. And I went full, but now I come empty. But, please take note. She allies in Moab. Or not Moab. She allies in Bethlehem. As the barley harvest was doing what? Was beginning. Please note, take note of that. She left when there was famine. There was nothing in Bethlehem. She has come back, yes empty as she puts it but God is so gracious she doesn't fight the, the condition she left behind because it would have been a tragedy but she comes home there is it is harvest time please see the revelation there receive something from the Lord she gets home during harvest time what a joy. You know what that means? She, doesn't, she came with nothing, but she's not going to go hungry, even if she has nothing, because it is harvest time. There is plenty in the land. She may not have money, but I want to tell you something that happens during those days, and I pray that we can adopt the same. Those who had plenty, landlords, they had wheat, Barry, whatever, tracts of land. There were also poor people who didn't have much. They were allowed, when you are harvesting, you would allow women, not men, because men are dangerous. They will not glean, they will actually take everything. But women would come behind the harvesters. And they would pick what is being left behind. That was a noble thing to do. You are not, in, it is in the scripture. When you harvest, you are not supposed to remove everything. And I want to warn you people, that some of you that have farms, please stop removing every coin from the farm. Leave something for someone to walk into that farm. And I'm serious about this. Because some of us do not know why we miss our blessings. 
It is because there are some principles we do not understand. The Lord has given you so much. You have 30, 50, 100 bars of, 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 uh, of mace in Kitare. And you take all that in your store. And you do not leave anything even on that farm. If anybody walks in that farm. In fact, you go, it is like after the harvest, you are the one going behind. Picking what has been left. That is not the case. That was not the case. You are supposed to leave that for the poor. And this is how Ruth and Naomi survived. Read the Bible. Read the scriptures. Naomi goes to the farm. Because she has arrived at what, what time? Not Naomi. Ruth goes because Naomi is so old. She cannot go to the farm. So Ruth goes to the farm. Because they have arrived at the right time. Tell your neighbor. The Lord will always make sure that you are there at the right time. It's true. You will be there at the right time where there is provision. And she gets to the farm and she starts grinning. And in the process, she is able to get something to take home. But as she is grinning, she gets into a Boaz farm. She didn't know who Boaz was. Now I'm closing. We may have to pick it from there next time. I don't know whether next year. She doesn't know who Boaz is. But she goes to Boaz's farm to glean. And Boaz is a good man. He lives, he makes sure there is plenty that is left behind. And she, she, he, he sees this foreigner and asks, who are you? And she introduces herself. I am Ruth. Daughter-in-law to Naomi. Oh, and Boaz remembers, oh, you are the one I have heard about you. You are the one who came with Naomi. I have heard the good report about you. Hallelujah. You need to understand, I have heard. Let me read for you that one. Okay, from verse 4, chapter 2. Then the Lord bless. Okay, no, no, okay. Just then, Boaz alighted from Bethlehem and greeted the harvester. She is now in the part of the people in the, in the farm. The Lord be with you. Those are the greetings. The Lord bless you, they answered. Boaz asked the overseer of his harvesters, who does that young woman belong to? In other words, Boaz also noticed there's a foreigner, there's a young woman in the, in, in the place. But he asked, who does she belong to? The overseer replied, she is the Moabite who came back from Moab with Naomi. So she said, please, let me glean and gather among the sheaves behind the harvesters. She came into the field and has remained here from morning till now, except for a short rest in the shelter. You need to notice about this. We're not talking about Ruth today. We'll pick that. But notice something about Ruth. She's been there since morning. And they say she has not left except for a short rest in shelter. She is working hard. Why? She has a mother-in-law that needs food. And she needs food too. So Boaz said to Ruth, My daughter, listen to me. Don't go and glean in another field and don't go away from here. What a gesture. Don't go away from here. Stay here with the women who work for me. Watch the field where the men are harvesting. And follow along after the women. I have told the men not to lay a hand on you. 
Wow. It looked like this guy was walking in a, in a revelation or something like that. He's even protecting her. Eh? And wherever you are, that, and wherever, whenever you are thirsty, go and get a drink from the water jars the men have filled. At this, she bowed down. She, she bowed down with her face to the ground. She asked him, why have I found such favor in your eyes that you notice me a foreigner? Okay? Why have I found that favor? You notice me a foreigner. Why? Because God is with her. Remember, she said, your God shall be become my God. You know something she has done? She has abandoned her idol gods and has joined with Jehovah God, the God of Naomi. So, that's why she's blessed. So, Boaz replied, I have been told all about what you have done. For your mother-in-law sins the death of your husband. How you left your father and mother and your homeland and came to live with the people you did not know before. May the Lord repay you for whatever you have done. And I pray, may the Lord repay you people that have been gracious to him and to his people for the, what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Praise God. Under whose wings you have come to take refuge. May I continue to fight favor in your eyes, my Lord. She said, you have put me at ease by speaking kindly to your servant, though I do not have the standing of one of your servant. Praise the Lord. As I close, so this lady goes home. She carries everything. So the 17 says, So Ruth grinned in the field until evening. Then she threshed the barley she had gathered and it amounted to an about an effort. She carried back to town and her mother-in-law saw how much she had gathered. This is, this is now hope for Naomi who has gone through setback. For the first time she is seeing food come her way. Ruth also brought out and gave her what she had left over after she had eaten enough. In other words, she got a meal and she now be feeding her mother-in-law. Her mother-in-law asked her, where did you glean today? Where did you work? Blessed be the man who took notice of you. Then Ruth told her mother-in-law about the one at whose place she had been working. The name of the man I worked with today is Boaz. She said, the Lord bless him. Naomi said to her, daughter-in-law, he has not stopped showing his kindness to the living and the dead. She added, that man is our close relative. He is one of our guardian redeemer. What a coincidence. That's not just a coincidence. Those are the things that I call divine intervention. That God planned beforehand that Ruth will not go to just anyone else's farm, but goes to Boaz's farm. Because Boaz has a heart prepared by God to do something for Ruth and Naomi. Time will not allow us, because I'll give you a homework. Go and read through. You'll discover that Naomi's setback, Naomi's pain, were relieved. Because a son later would be born by Ruth through Boaz. Because Ruth was finally married by Boaz. And Boaz was a wealthy man. He's not a proper wealthy man. Praise God. I know a friend of mine who used to work with her, I will not mention the name. 
And the husband died and she said, so he asked, will you get married? You know, she was very free with us. She said, yes, but not just to anybody. This time, it should be a boss. <laughs> Praise God. If you are to get remarried, praise the Lord. Get married to a boss. Amen? Because that's divine. I'm not talking about just the world. Divine connection. Because out of this, Obedi. Is it Obedi was born? Yes. Obedi was born. And Obedi was the father of who? Jesse. And Jesse was the father of who? Now you need to read that. That's why I told you you need to read the whole story. Because if you know who David is, then you should rejoice. That Ruth was this blessed. Amen? But it is not Ruth, it is Naomi. Amen? Because if you read through it, it says the son was born to Naomi. In fact, it was, it was they said the son was born to Naomi. Because it is Naomi that the Lord wanted to bring some joy to remove the setback. Remember we said the best is yet to? For Naomi, the best finally came and she rejoiced. Now you may be here today. You can identify with that story. I brought it very simply because I wanted you to identify with it so that you can walk through Naomi's life. And as you walk through Naomi's life, don't allow bitterness to rule you. Yes, it will come. But have room in your heart to allow God to work your life. May the Lord bless you and keep you and take care of you. Let's stand on our feet. Come on, if you want to, to appreciate the Lord, let's do it. We can do it better than that. We can do it better than that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, King of glory. We praise you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father. We thank you, King of kings. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. You are our hope. You are our hope, Lord. Yes, we know that, the, that the, the, what we have gone through has not been easy throughout the year. But you have promised to walk with us. You are not going to leave us in the wilderness. You are not going to leave us down in the valleys. You raise us. You raise us up, O oh God. You're going to bring healing to us. You're going to bring joy to us, Lord Jesus. You're going to encourage someone in the house today. We want to thank you, King of Kings. You've been with us throughout the year. We've enjoyed your favor and blessing in 2017, O oh God. Even though we have walked through hard times, even though we have experienced setbacks, Lord God, you have made it. You have made sure that we, we go through it, King of Glory. You've not left any one of us. We are grateful for today. We want to thank you. We want to praise you, Jesus. We glorify your name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Maybe you're in the house today. And Jesus Christ is not your Lord and Savior. God is not your God. Please do not be like Alpa, who went back to her idol gods. The God of Naomi is Jehovah God. Be like Ruth who will say, where you go, I will go. Your people shall be my people. Say together with us. That Jesus will be your Lord. For he is our king's redeemer. The best redeemer is Jesus. Are you here? 
you are not born again. Please, let me see your hand. I'd like to pray for you. I don't want you to close over to 2018 with baggage, with pain, with uncertainty. Jesus would like to deliver you, to help you. Let me see your hand. If you are not born again, don't be ashamed. Anyone who is saying, Pastor, I am not born again. We are all born again. Even the people outside. Wow, please. Next Sunday, invite someone who is not born again to come to church. I want to pray this prayer. For you who feel what you've gone through this year, there are setbacks. Saying, Pastor, I can identify with Naomi. Just lift up your hand. I just want to offer a prayer for you. Thank you, thank you. The Lord can see all those hands. There are many. All of us have gone through tough, tough time. Please, focus your eyes on Jesus. Don't look at you, what you've gone through. Now, look at Jesus. Focus your eyes on Jesus. And see him welcoming you. Saying, come, my daughter. Come, my son. Jesus is extending his arm of welcome to you. He wants you to forget the past because there is a future ahead of you and the Lord will see you through. Father in heaven, you can see those hands lifted to you, Lord Jesus. Father, you are the Lord who has promised that if we ask anything in your name, you will give it to us. Lord, you know our pains, our struggles, our setbacks. There are people, Lord, who have laughed at us. Life has not been easy for us. We've gone through terrible times, struggles. But Lord Jesus, you are promising today, you will see us through. Father, I pray that the remaining days, before we close over to 2018, your arms of welcome, we shall rest in your arms. You who said, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy ridden, and I'll give you rest. See the burdens that we carry. Today we are saying, Lord, we come to you with our burdens. Please, just release that burden to Jesus. By faith, just release it to him. He's the one who says, come to me. Bring that burden. I'll give you rest. And as you release the burden, may the Lord give you rest. Please take his rest. Let him give you rest. So that as we cross over to 2018, you'll have no baggages. You are light. Let it receive the favor of the Lord. May the Lord bless you and keep you and take care of you. Jesus, we thank you once again. You've been gracious to us. You have blessed us. You've kept us alive and well. You've forgiven us our sins. You died on our behalf. You paid the price, Lord. We thank you and we honor you. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen, 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 amen. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Just before I say the benediction or blessings, 
I would like to remind us, remind you that our miracle services at 4.30 still on. Today, is it 4.30 or 4, Harrison? 4.30, from 4.30 to 6.30 is still going on. Uh, we suspended our Friday cashes until um, 31st. So there will be no uh, prayer meeting next Friday uh, and even the other Friday but on Sunday 31st we shall be here. We will have a service but in the evening we will also come not for the miracle service. We will suspend the miracle service on that particular day. We will gather here at 7.30 so that we can have end of the year overnight prayer meeting. It will not be overnight. We normally finish by one. Uh, so please come prepared and come prepared even how you will be able to go back home. Uh, that time will be, will be many organized. We may for the few that we've allowed, please we may organize transport but we request that as many as can be able to organize their own transport come uh, but if you do not have transport and you want to come, please still come. We will take care of everybody who comes. So don't stay at home saying, Pastor, if you cannot, no, 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 I said organize, but if you cannot be able to organize, still come. Amen? Uh, stretch your hands as I release favor and blessing upon you. Stretch your hand to the Lord Jesus. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Okay, we normally say Amen. For those of you that are visiting us and those that may have forgotten, Amen is like saying, so be it. Let it be so. When I say may the Lord bless you, you're saying, yes, let it be so. But when you keep quiet, you do not receive that blessing. So it goes with someone else. Okay? The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. May the Lord bless your water, your food, and may the work of your hand be blessed. Amen. Even as you travel, those of you that are going to travel, I pray that the Lord will give you janemasis. And we raise a covering of your life. We call upon the angels of the Lord to guard and to protect you even as you travel in Jesus' mighty and holy name. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Come on, let's celebrate. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you. Please.